Takeoff 2022 is a go. Coverage presented by 72 Souls and Kona Brewing. I think Zach Ertz <laughs> taking in the system full season. I think Hollywood Brown playing in our system. And then I definitely Rondell. I mean, he's, he's kind of waited in the wings last year. He was frustrated at times last year with the way I used him, which he should have been, and I understood that. But he's going to get an opportunity to show what he can do. The home of Arizona Cardinals football, 98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Camp Takeoff 2022 with Wolf and Luke. Great to talk to David Collins last segment. If you missed it, you can certainly find the podcast up on ArizonaSports.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. And while you're listening to podcasts, you could also listen to the Dave Pash podcast. And Dave Pash is here in uh, the booth right now. Wolf has, uh, I, you know, I respect yeah. this. You've already, and usually you talk Dave into coming on. Yeah. And then as he's about to leave, you're like, you don't have anything better to do. <laughs> this time you just said, come up here for a half hour. So Dave Pash is here for a half hour. By the way, first of all, I love the uh, the Top Gun theme. Have you guys seen okay. it yet? Have you seen yes, it? Yes, I have. Seen how, go- how good was it? It was, it was very good, David. It awesome. Was, it was very good. I and thought it was even... going to die at the end. I did. No. No, of course, you can't kill Maverick. Well, uh, you could have. You could have killed I mean, him right it's there. It's one thing to do it to James Bond. You can't do it to Maverick. You can't do it to Tom Cruise. Uh, and you don't even have to like or have seen the first one to right. enjoy You're right. the second one. You're right. No doubt. So, you know, anyway. Did you enjoy sitting in that seat, though? Yeah. Because Zayvon Collins actually was there, and I think he, he got a lot of sauce on the chair. Again. It is a little wet. Um, <laughs> you sat down wet. in I it. sat down in the sweat. Oh, apparently. my goodness. Zayvon was working out after practice, yeah. and yeah, there you go. Yeah. That's. Um, yeah, so that, that's how we thank you for coming up here. We give you the one chair. We had other chairs. We gave you that chair. Though. At least you ask, and Aaron Maloney, the producer, like asks nicely. <laughs> Wolf just demands it, knowing that I'll do it because yeah. I'll do anything for Wolf. So, so here we are. David, your thoughts right now on training camp in general? Let's let's parachute in from thirty thousand feet. Sure. First thought is when is it over? Okay, uh, when yes. can we get to the season and the regular season? <laughs> At least we have a preseason game to call on Friday. Most yes. of the players that are playing probably won't be playing against Kansas City, but at least we have football to watch and call. And you know, Wolf, Luke, you know it as well. There are guys on this roster that are under the radar right now that are going to have 10-year careers at some point, right? There's going to be somebody on this roster that uh, is either a late round draft pick, an undrafted player, somebody that maybe got cut from another team that's going to end up making either this roster or another roster and being around for a decade. That's the beauty of preseason because they get a chance to shine. I just heard Cliff say it. It's a job interview for 32 teams. And the players have to keep that in mind. If it's not working out here, it may work out somewhere else because Everybody, all the NFL scouts are going back and watching these games. Uh, for the record, too, I, I defended your honor when Wolf was talking about the depth chart and how play-by-play guys are, are divas because they want it in the order <laughs> oh, for yeah. the game. I'm, I'm with you on this. David's all over the depth chart. I, I told, he loves it. I told Cliff, I said, thank you so much. Greatest depth chart in NFL history and the anti-Jim Harbaugh draft chart. Dra- because, uh, or depth what, chart. What do you mean? What did Jim so Harbaugh in do? In the Michigan game notes, they never put the depth chart in. So if you Never. do a Michigan game, you have to make talk to the SID, and then when you sit down with Coach on Friday for production meeting – get him to talk about players, but he's never going to tell you exactly who's starting. You have to pretty much figure it out. I mean, I remember he put a player out there, Wilton Spade. This was like four or five years ago. Wilton Spade had a either a separated or a dislocated shoulder, but 
Harbaugh wanted to play the games with the media and the other team, so he had Wilton Spate go out in full pads and warm up, <laughs> throwing left-handed, just so everybody had to watch. He's over there. He's in, he's in pads. Maybe oh he's going to play. Goodness. But as soon as you see him, his right arm is down, hanging down, and he's throwing with his left hand. Look like he's not playing. Probably not. So thank play. you, Cliff, because it makes our job easier. Because what what's our job? We're the yeah. conduit to the fan. Right. We're the conduit to the people watching or listening. So hey, well, you and I can spend more time focusing on the guys like Andre Bocelli, who's yes. going to play a lot. We get to tell stories. We get to spend time preparing. So come Friday night, we can deliver that to the fan at home. Thank you, Cliff Kingsbury. Yes. Well and done. You, you know what else is well, David? Never trust Jim Harbaugh if, in fact, you're out at a bar and you have curfew. Never trust him. Because I can tell you right now, Bernie Kozar and I, we tried to do that. We actually tried to trust him. We had an 11 o'clock curfew, and he got us back at 11.05. Okay, <laughs> never trust Jim Harbaugh, because it's all about Harbaugh. Never forget that, David, but right. I digress. If you ever find yourself in that specific hypothetical situation, remember Wolf's advice. So... Who are you most interested in watching play on Friday night? Because there's a couple of guys that are going to get some reps that I'm highly interested in. If you I, had to pick one. Well, look, you had you had Zayvon Collins on. Um, Good, great that, place to start. It, it's easy to start with him because of how important he is yes. to the team, to the defense. So that's an obvious one. I think Will Hernandez, because he has not been in the system, getting to see him out there, let's see him road grade somebody, run over somebody, uh, because that that right guard position uh, is obviously a a position that the Cardinals needed to upgrade after last year. You know, Josh Jackson, you and I were trying to figure out, like, what happened to him? Second round pick out of Iowa several years ago by Green Bay, bounced around a little bit. You watch him, he looks the part. Is it a matter of... He was a victim of depth in Green Bay. Uh, they had they drafted a lot of different corners high. Is this a guy that can help the team? So he's a player I kind of want to see. And talking to some of the people around the team, there isn't like a red flag with him. So you wonder, okay, was it yeah. just a matter of there were just too many guys or there were vets there already when he got drafted? He just didn't get an opportunity until it was late. Maybe the defensive coordinator didn't like him. Who knows? They owe the uh, the Cardinals some cornerback help after what they got out of Rasul Douglas, too. So I, I feel like that's, that's sort of fitting that they would give back. Um, Marco Wilson's the other one, too. I mean, you start talking about players that are expected to play a good amount of time in this game. Cliff had those the, the kind of I don't that wasn't really passive aggressive that was speaking through the media about Marco Wilson last week and we talked to Marco earlier this week about it but what what was your impression of of Cliff saying that cuz he doesn't usually call guys out by name I heard the interview very good by the way both of you guys and I thought he was really interesting in listening to him and really thoughtful and sounds like he is ready for this mm-hmm. uh, ready for year 2 I don't know what to make of it, to be honest. I, I don't know. My guess is they probably believe in him. They really think highly of him. Uh, you're not going to waste your time in the media talking about uh, somebody, you know, challenging someone in the media uh, that uh, you don't think highly of. I don't think that's Cliff's game. I think because the Cliff and the coaching staff Correct. on defense th- are, are very high on him, so maybe it's just a, a, a way to continue to motivate him. So, David, this, I know you've been asked this a million times already. Ready, but here we are. Um, the first preseason game looms. It's coming up right now. What is your expectation for this team at this point of the season? Kind of watching camp. I, there's there's a ton of skill. There's a ton of talent. I, I really think that in terms of 
raw, just looking at the, the skill level, the Cardinals should be among the best teams in the NFL in that regard. I do wonder for physicality. Can they maintain the physicality throughout the season? Injuries. I know it's cliche. Any team, every team could say yes. you got to be healthy. But it just feels like some of the players the Cardinals are counting on are older. Rodney Hudson, Justin Pugh, Zach Ertz, A.J. Green, DeAndre Hopkins, 30 years old. Um, there are a lot of guys on the team that are key players, J.J. Watt, that are up there in age. And you wonder, over 17 games, can they stay healthy? A lot of those guys aren't even healthy right now. Mm-hmm. That. That's obvious, obviously a concern. All right, we're going to keep Dave around for another segment. When we come back, we'll talk a little Kevin Durant. Wolf's kind of wavering. I don't even. Are you wavering or are you just kind of out? I am kind of wavering. Okay, but you're not out emotionally. I'm just yeah. Wolf's an emotional mess over Kevin Durant. Totally. We'll explain it to you next, Dave. Uh, Dave, and to the listeners, it's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station. Wolf and Luke Middays, 98.7 FM, Arizona's Sports Station. All right, we are back here at State Farm Stadium. Dave Pash in the booth joining us, standing because we don't have a chair for him. So. We do. It's just, uh, well, it's a little wet. It's a little, a little, wet. little uh, sweaty. I noticed Wolf didn't offer you his chair, and Wolf stands for most of the show anyway. Yeah. But, I know, uh, but, well, David's in my spot right now, oh, okay. standing here. The so booth you, is not... You have to sit there and... He's spacious. Up. So you, you force him to come up and be a guest on our show, and then you're like, go ahead and stand for yeah, half Yeah, exactly. Hour. Well, he tried to sit down right there, but yeah. the sauce chair, even like just a, got a, it. All the, saucy. all the things, Luke, the lack of love he shows me and has shown me for 18 years. <laughs> yeah. Just wait. You're still kind of in your honeymoon period with him. So just wait. This is, yeah. this is what you have to look okay, forward to. I, I have a lot of questions for you off the air, Dave, sure. just to, to get me Ask him on, on the air. Why not? Uh, maybe I'll work one in every time. <laughs> Next time Wolf drags you on, I'll just that, – that'll be the whole segment. i got to ask you about Kevin Durant, though, first, because um, Wolf's kind of – Wolf's wavering a little bit with the way KD has handled it. Now, for oh me, goodness. we knew that, that this was going to have to happen, what, what happened on Saturday. There was going to have to be that moment where KD went from requesting a trade to basically trying to force a trade. I mean, it feels a little less enjoyable to try and get him after this is what he's doing to Brooklyn, but it, it sounds like he's either going to Phoenix or somewhere else, so why not Phoenix? I don't understand what Wolf's issue is. The guy is one of the greatest NBA players of all time. Yeah. And he's still young enough. The way he plays, I mean, you've got four more years of the great KD, probably, and, and the window's to win in the NBA are pretty small because you don't know how long you're going to have the star players, and it's all about accumulating as many star players as possible. Uh, if you have a decent rest of the roster, which was the problem in Brooklyn, they had a lot of older, slower guys surrounding those three. And James Harden came in out of shape and obviously had the issues with Kyrie. Um, but if I'm the Suns, if I'm anybody, I want Durant. I want Durant. Yeah, you know the other stuff. Wolf, listen, David. I, to answer your question, why why I don't like divas, and I think he's got a lot of diva in him right now, and because of that, I remember every diva that I actually played with in my ten year career. That that's the reason, and I, I I fully admit, David. I admit it. I'm jaded by that. Here's the I'm thing: jaded though. by that. If, I didn't like divas, and I think he's a diva. I don't think Kevin Durant's a diva. 
from everybody I've talked to from the time from covering Kevin Durant over the years, Kevin Durant wants to win. You ask any of those guys that coached him, Team USA, they said this guy, nobody worked harder than Kevin Durant. Yeah. He wants to win. He wants to win big. The Nets made several mistakes. One of them was recently firing an assistant coach who was a friend of Durant's. I'm not I, I'm not sure he was consulted on that. I, I, just, think that's big. I was just going to say, not only that, how many people did he actually bring because he was Kevin Durant. I think the issues with what happened last year with Kyrie, I think James Harden being out of shape, um, and again, the, the lack of depth on that team last year and how Sean Marks put it together. Now, KD did have some issues with some of the guys at Golden State, but whatever. They still won championships with Kevin Durant. I, I understand that, yet at the same time, I think of who did he really have an issue with? Well, it was Draymond Green. We all saw this. We saw them. Um, they were oil in water right there. I respect Draymond Green. I do. I res- Listen, David, I don't like his antics at all. Can't stand his antics. But the one thing I do know is that guy is a competitor. That guy goes about his business in an intense kind of way, in a very physical kind of way, and I love that. So does Durant. That's why I think he's a great fit with the Suns. I just don't know that a trade would happen. Uh, Dave Pass joining us in the booth here. Um, If a trade, we were kind of getting into this yesterday, and we just sort of ran out of time. It it seems like it would be a lot harder for the Suns to make a trade right now because DeAndre Ayton isn't even available or anything you could get for DeAndre Ayton. But if it came down to it, just in your opinion, if, if if you had the option okay you can get Kevin Durant you can add him to a core of Devin Booker and Chris Paul but you have to give up DA in six months or you got to do it and you got to give up Mikel Bridges right now do you have a preference of which one you'd rather give up with that core it's hard to say I mean I'd rather not give up Mikel Bridges you can't have you, you can never have enough great wing defenders I mean the league is about the wing and and offensive players and guys that can guard multiple positions I I would do everything I can to hold on to Mikhail Bridges Mm -hmm. if I'm the Suns it just with the Aiton re-signing can't move him until mid-January and maybe Brooklyn didn't want Aiton you know maybe they didn't want him Uh, I'm not sure how you know how many teams look at at the way that position is now, right? The way the center position is now in the NBA, it really isn't a position for a lot of teams. It's so, you know, how many teams really want Miles Turner, who Indiana, you know, had been the Indiana big man for so long? There are some similarities. He does step out and shoot a little bit more than Dur- or more than than Aiton. But I'm doing everything I can to keep Mikel Bridges. I I would not be so shocked. If New Orleans is where Durant ends up. Mm-hmm. Wow. And another thing to keep an eye on I don't like for that. me, which I, I and it's not so much Durant, but just how things could star players could move is the Lakers. The next like twelve months. <laughs> oh, whether it's please. I mean Westbrook oh. whether it's A D or even LeBron, like there, I am really interested to see what happens with the Lakers in the next several months. See, this is the problem. If you don't want Durant, then he ends up on New Orleans or some other team that you have to compete with. You have to get him. Listen, I understand intellectually once again that Kevin Durant makes the Phoenix Suns better. I just don't know. There's no guarantee that he's going to win a championship there is not. with the Phoenix That's Suns. True. There is no guarantee. And then there's the other aspect of, can he come into this culture yes, and exist he can. in Wolf, this he culture? Can. He can. He did it with the Warriors. And, and look, 
again, the, the, the issues that you're talking about with Kevin Durant are very small in comparison to what other star players you have to deal with. You don't have to worry about a, a lot of the peripheral stuff. You know, what's out there right now with demanding a trade, I get it. It bothers you. It bothers me. It bothers everybody. But the, some of the – I mean, like – Compare him to Kyrie and the stuff you have to deal with on a daily basis. With when he was in Boston, there were times he wouldn't even speak to anybody, teammates, coaches. Imagine having to deal with that. You don't have to deal with that with Durant. He he is a guy that does want to win, will compete, and that, look, that's why he wants to trade because yeah. he wants to win, and they're not going to win in Brooklyn. Are we spoiled by Booker? Is that, I mean, that sort of seems like uh, along the lines of what you're saying. Yeah, like, yeah to a degree. To having a star that doesn't do all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think there are, there are a very small number of star players that come with no baggage whatsoever. Devin Booker, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Damian Lillard, and there are others who I'm, you know, just these are guys off the top of my head. But again, I think the baggage that like we're attaching to Kevin Durant is unfair. Okay. I think it's very small. Okay, so where do you think he's going to end up right now as it stands? If I, if I had to guess, I'd say New Orleans. New Orleans is just, where but you believe. But it's a guess. It's a okay. guess. I, I don't know. I and I wouldn't How about be surprised. The Boston with the Jalen Brown. Yeah, do you think I, maybe. Boston? I think probably one of those two. Because New Orleans just has so much to offer. They have so much there, yeah. whether it's Ingram or Zion. Um, yeah, and Boston is pretty close to a championship. Jalen Brown is a great player. Great player. Man. Uh, but, you know, again, Kevin Durant's one of the greatest of all time, so if you can get him, you do. And that's why, um, look, James Jones is really smart. Excellent GM. Yeah. Uh, Monty Williams, excellent coach. That operation is is a lot different than it used to be, right? Because Robert Sarver isn't as involved as he used to be. So if if I'm sure the Suns are doing their due diligence to see how can we make this happen. And if it doesn't happen, it's just maybe the pieces didn't fit as opposed to a lack of interest because you think he's a diva. <laughs> All right. I do think he's a diva. Well, and that well. jades me because I think of every diva I played with. 1988. Dave, thanks. Uh, <laughs> Still a, a diva. Know, a a diva time. is a diva. <laughs> but the NBA is so different now, Wolf. I mean, the players control so much of what goes on. That's how the league is. I'm okay with that. That's how it is. Yeah, and you know what? Listen, I'm not going to say you're wrong on that, but at the same time, I, I don't think he fits into the culture of the Phoenix Suns. I disagree. You think of Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and here comes Kevin Durant. No. Yeah, Kevin Durant, Chris Paul, and Devin Booker would coexist perfectly. Yeah, I was going to say, when you say all those names together, I suddenly feel better about it even. All right, Dave, thanks for coming yep. up. We promise next time we'll have a chair for you. Again, there's a chair. It's just no, not one. We'll have a usable chair for you. All right. All good. When we come back, uh, you know, Benjamin, could he find himself in the RB2 role for the Cardinals this season? Friday could go a long way towards uh, putting him there. We'll get into that next. It's the Wolf and Luke Show on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Burns and Gambo, afternoons, 2 till 6. Isaiah Simmons was asked about being labeled a star backer. That's my first time getting like a cool name to a position. Put star next to your name? It's, it's kind Man, of a that's big pretty deal. good. It's kind of badass when you it's think about it, right? It's kind of badass what's your yeah. nickname? Star something, whatever.